5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Weekdays from 6 till 9 on Adelaide's 5AA. John Blake. Oh, dear. From a previous week. <laughs> Finally made it, Sam. <laughs> For all yeah, yeah. the wrong reasons. It preceded the starting of Parliament, and I guess just added to the general din that Stephen Marshall didn't want to bring in the new year. Matthew Abraham is with us in the 5AA Breakfast Studio to dissect it all. Morning to you, Matt. Morning, Will. Good morning, David. Now, we, we discussed this last week, Matt, and I guess the presumption at the time was that it was a, a hurdle that the Premier would have to leap over at the start of the parliamentary year. I don't think we realised at the time, though, that it was going to have grown as a story in the space of the past seven days. No, and uh, it, it's, not going, it's not going away, despite his uh, abject... We'll come to this, actually. Well, abject apology yesterday in Parliament uh, and the fact that he's seeking uh, help. Well, we know that, that that was nothing new yesterday. He, uh, at no time has Sam De Look admitted that he um, smacked um, Connie Benares, upper house colleague um, from SA Best, the remnants of the Nick Xenophon party, on the behind. Mm. Um, at, you know, at no time. Has he admitted that? At no time has he told us what he's actually apologising for. Well, he says he doesn't know, doesn't he? Well... That seems to be the... Not the excuse, but the complicating factor is... Just sort of teasing it out, he seems to be trying to suggest that he was so blotto that he doesn't really know what happened. Well, maybe you say that. Mm, Maybe you say that in Parliament. Look, I was so drunk... Uh, I can't remember what I did to anyone, so I'll just apologise to the whole room. Uh, he but, said he started drinking early. Well, the two Christmas he, parties. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he'd, so, had a, he'd had a bit of a run-up by the time he got there. A few looseners in the nets. I, when I originally heard this and people said, you know, if this was in private industry, he'd be gone. Um, and, I, and at first I thought, no, you wouldn't, you know, because there is a, an established process in industry for dismissal. And you have seen, you know, probably... A lot worse cases than this, where people have appealed, and and that's either been upheld or not upheld by you know tribunals. But Parliament's a different place; mm. it's not covered um, by. Um, from what I can gather from what the speaker says yesterday, one MP um, harassing or whatever word you use, another MP isn't covered by the Equal Opportunity um, Act. Now. Uh, I'm, yeah, any, anyway, it, because it has its own rules. I mean, they've got their own prison in Parliament House, yeah. and a, d- down in the basement. And a... <laughs> Is that where you think Sam Delitch should go? <laughs> I was just going to say. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's its like own most, beast. Most workspaces don't have their own prison in yeah, the basement. Sure, um, sure. Although I've been down in your car park, and I, I <laughs> frankly think that... Yeah. Where they park you guys is probably <laughs> getting very close oh, to it. Just we, needs a few bars there. We've spent a few nights down there. But, yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, so there's a prison in, in the basement of Parliament House. So it's not a normal workplace. Sure. They can jail people if they wish to. Par- Parliament is all-powerful. 
it, it's you know it's like the Vatican. Yeah, right? it's weird. Um, they, they have their own set of rules. So to, to the politics then, because you've got the uh, Peter Malinowskis, he came in the studio, sat in the chair you're in right now, and made the point to us yesterday that if he was in charge, this happened under his watch, he would recommend that the person be deregistered from the party immediately. Stephen Marshall said, "Why well, in the same chair the, a day previous said." I can't do that. That's up to the the um, machinations of the party. Right? That's that's for outside of my control. How should have he handled it? Well, I, I I'm wondering whether <laughs> I don't know. Basically, yeah. I, because and that I think is Steve Marshall's uh, problem uh, in in this current climate, um, and it is a good climate because um, women. Uh, need to be protected in the workplace. They need to feel comfortable in mm. the workplace. And it's quite obvious from yes- yesterday where um, Sam DeLook absented himself from the joint sitting, which takes place and you know goes up to the upper house. This is the ceremonial reopening or re- resetting of Parliament. Um, now, he, he went back to his office for two hours and he, he did that, not so he wouldn't be on the cameras because they all chased him up and down the corridors, um, but uh, because I think his upper house colleagues, um, Connie Benaris in particular, felt very uncomfortable. Um, um, she, she and Tammy Franks, MLC, say they'd be very uncomfortable sitting on on committees um, with him. Uh, so I can think of people who have lost diff- their jobs in the private sector. I can think of people who've lost their jobs in the media on account of their conduct towards women. Mm. And I think the fact that Sam DeLuke still has his job, and I say this not with the heaviest of hearts, but I say it with a degree of regret because I don't mind the guy. But I don't think he deserves to keep his job. Because if sense? it happens in the private sector, yeah, yeah, but you're in gone. What sense? You mean because he, he can't get kicked out of Parliament? You mean he's, he'd have you, to resign? He, you think he should he should lose his registration of a political party? Well, he, well he, he'd have to resign. If you did as it in an any other workplace in 2020, you'd lose your job. Sure, absolutely. But there's no mechanism by which he, unless there's a criminal conviction. Well, there, there is a mechanism, and it's called leadership. But if the Steve- mechanism is Stephen Marshall is his boss, and yeah. Stephen Marshall should say, "Mate, you should resign." This is not. You know, these people were. There's values that they adhere to. I mean, yeah. they, they pass laws about equal opportunity. They talk about, you know, wanting to get more women into politics sure. and so on. How can you argue that you want to get more women into politics if you're going to sit on your hands while a bloke's running around grabbing them on the bum? But you can only sack him from the party. You can't sack, you can't him, from sack him from Parliament. Yeah, but, he's, but, he's a duly, he's yes, an elected official. But the but the the leadership that you show is to shame the bloke out of public life, and and the first step of doing that is to say, mate, you're not a liberal anymore. Okay, and the second step is to say, well, I'm almost leading a minority government then. Yeah, well, that's the reality. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> because he'd, he'd then sometimes you've got to you gotta make the tough calls, and people will reward you for it. For, you know, there's people who had long political careers that have been been at several junctures they've, they've made huge well howard on gun laws almost destroyed the national party and 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 now people look back and go what a statesman what courage what bravery i just think that if you if you're going to stand for values you have to you have to exercise those values don't yeah. you and that, that's on that's the hard thing for stephen marshall because you're dead right man um, uh, it, it, it creates a huge. It's not like he's got him. a you know ten seat buffer in, no. in Parliament. He, he would then need Vincent Tarsia, the Speaker, to uh, because Vincent Tarsia has, has flagged in a not terribly friendly way to Stephen Marshall before all this that um, if he ever had the deciding vote, he would support the status quo. Um, yeah. In in legislation, if if it came to that, well, that means you don't get anything done. Yeah. 
Yeah, forget yeah. shopping hours, which they're re, you know they're they're going back to that trough. Um, for, for, forget anything else. If if it's, it's a locked vote in the lower house, and it, it could be if Sam Delook was a new independent. Yeah, he could do whatever um, he wants. And the Liberal Party's got a horrible history with its independence. You know, the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that the problem? You made an excellent point, Matt. If the Premier did have a ten-seat buffer, do you think he would have already? Oh, yeah, probably turfed him by now. Yeah, yeah, I, I well, think, exactly. I would think so. So the, it's either a matter of principle or it's a matter of, matter of political convenience. There, mm. there, there, is a, there is a factional problem for Stephen Marshall in this as well, and I imagine he's already getting some damage from this from people who think that uh, DeLook is being treated unfairly yeah. um, within the party, and there would be elements of the party that think, oh, he's being hung out the dry yeah. on this. You'd protect um, one of your moderate mates if it was different, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, there's a view, I think, within... The liberal right, that the story emanated from the liberal left as well. Well, because Labor didn't know about it, and, and that's the sort of th- that's the sort of thing you've, you know Steve Marshall will have to contend with if he um, drives or, or sacks, and they can um, send a look from the Liberal Party. They certainly sack him from their party room, and he has to sit as an independent. Yeah, um, it'd be very dangerous as an independent, I would think. The real world reality of this for Stephen Marshall as well has been demonstrated in this segment. We've spent the first eight minutes talking about how to handle the festering story of Sam Delook as opposed to the bold new policy agenda uh, that was unveiled yesterday that looks awfully like the previous policy agenda. Did you anything particularly excite you yesterday that the, uh, the Governor talked about? Well, we're going to have a new stadium, um, apparently, the um, for soccer and sundry sports, and we don't know where. We don't know where the money's coming from for that. I imagine it'll be down the queue after the new women's and children's hospitals built, and we yep. don't know where the money's coming for that. Yep. But put that aside, that is a new promise. Um, his climate change um, stuff is very interesting from Stephen Marshall, and I think welcome for a lot of people when you see the federal government in a state of denial still over it. Um, you know, that, that is... And it is interesting to see the state premiers and state leaders effectively taking leadership on uh, mm. climate change. So that, that was an interesting um, uh, element, I think. But I was surprised when, you know, he was flagging early as he's sort of dribbling out news about his bold reset that part of it involved going back to council rate capping, which has been blocked in the upper house, and there's no indication that Frank Pangello, again, SA Best MPs, mm. and... and Connie Benares isn't going to be looking too kindly <laughs> yeah. on them unless he boots Sam to look out, uh, is mm. going to give ground on that, nor will they give ground um, on uh, shop trading hours uh, reform. Hmm. Which is a pity in a way, shop trading hours reform. I mean, I don't know about you, but one thing I hate is joining the crowd hanging around outside Woolies um, oh. at 11, yeah, 5 to 11 on a Sunday morning when you go down there to get some like milk. Or starting gun of the Boxing Day sales, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It's a lot ludicrous. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Matt, before we let yes. you go, by popular request, yes, you know, inundated with social media requests for this, your thoughts on the bloke that was nabbed off Tennyson for, with what, nearly 400 illegal crabs. Yeah. Are these? Are the, is the book thrown at these guys strongly enough? I hope so. And uh, decent fish shows, and I think that's a vast majority of them, are ropeable about it. You go mm. on a site like Fish and SA um, or Facebook, anything like that, people want the book thrown at people like this. They they speculate that um, someone like that, that, that's a commercial quantity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking um, that. Well, you're, yeah. you're either the world's hugest freezer or you're selling them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that is, and, Some and of them 100, 180 of them were under. Yeah, one of them, at least one was had eggs, which is just a no-no. Just got ditch them back when you catch mm. 
yeah. when you're catching your limit, which is 20, by the way, crabs. Um, so he's got nearly 400. About half of them are under size. Yeah. Um, it's and that I think was in a single session. It's like quite a remarkable number of uh, blue crabs to take out of uh, a metropolitan beach, and, and fishos are you know furious about it, and they say that um, police should go after the restaurants that accept these as well if that's what's happening to them. Um, mm, it's a good point. I, I don't know about I don't know about you, but uh, well, you wouldn't know about this. You've been protected from this, but cleaning crabs yeah. is a total. <laughs> Nightmare! It is like the. Oh, I don't you know. know. You get into a rhythm. You can, you get you can into do it. a rhythm. One of the tricks is when you. So bo- they can't be for personal them, use, is what I'm saying. Yeah, put right. Vinegar in the water. When you when you boil them, put a little bit of vinegar yeah. into the water, and it softens the shell a bit, makes oh, it okay. easier to get out. There you go. Yeah. The Good other thing you, is never boil them inside if you want to have a happy relationship with your <laughs> tips, spouse. <laughs> tips for political parties, fish shows, and married persons. That's what Matt Abraham brings every Thursday morning. Good on you, Matt. Thanks, Matt.